0: rely on on x hunt when i'm hunting turkeys it is an invaluable turkey hunting tool hey i'm excited to share our newest sponsor here on the meat eater podcast which is poncho outdoors the reason i'm excited is i buy their shirts anyways dude they make some good shirts and they even have an option where if you're like a skinny dude you can click like the skinny dude thing it's great based in austin texas poncho is committed to crafting the world's best outdoor shirts for men poncho is only sold on their own website. So head over to ponchooutdoors.com, use code MEATEATER for a free hat or t-shirt with any purchase of a shirt. Poncho offers free shipping and returns, so you can try them out risk-free. Many of you know Axis deer is considered to be the best-tasting venison on the planet. I've been hearing that for years. And that those deer cause some ecological harm. Well, Maui Nui Venison is bringing those Access deer to the market. So you can get some fresh cuts and sticks shipped to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. <laughs>
1: Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by special guests Adam Weatherby and Luke Thorkeldson, both from Weatherby Inc. In addition to those two, we also have Cal, Brody, Sean, Corey Corinne, Rick, and Byron. You'll notice one name I didn't mention there, and that's Steven Rennella. This is a Steve Less episode. So, Byron, this is your first time on the show. Tell folks what you do here at Meat Eater. I'm the chief product officer. What does that mean? Uh, responsible for all of our digital platforms. Uh, and it, basically everything technology related. And are you nervous? A little bit. Yeah.
2: Now, Adam I and still Luke, don't know what that means. Yeah.
1: Hacker. <laughs> Google He's it. Hacker. Google it. Hacker. That's a perfect way That's to put right. it. Now, Adam and Luke, how do you guys feel about trivia?
3: I'll let you know in like an hour. Okay. Yeah. Luke? I was a big Jeopardy fan growing up. Yeah? Not anymore though? Do they still have it? Oh yeah, I'm not sure.
4: Who's I quit, the, I quit who's watching the host TV. Bill, <laughs>
1: isn't it
4: Katie Curry? It was Maya Bialik for a while. That actress from Big Bang Theory. Ken Jennings. It was ever since Trebek left, they've had a bunch of guest hosts. I'm not sure
3: who the permanent mm. one is now. Or Trebek left. Trebek passed away. <laughs> if it's a guns and ammo, I think we'll be comfortable. Anything outside of that, we don't know.
1: Okay, well, if you're not familiar, this is normally a 10 round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking, and there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. But there's a twist for today's show. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I figured that in light of today's guest from Weatherby, this would be the episode to do it. So here's what it is. Today's game of trivia is all about firearms. That means that all 10 questions will have some sort of tie to rifles, shotguns, handguns, ammo, and more. So Adam and Luke, I'll ask you again, how do you guys feel about trivia?
3: Better. A lot better now. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> now, I told you that we're going to reveal a new stat on each episode of Trivia, and the stat of the week this week is a look at our donation. So far... Meat Eater Trivia has donated just over $10,000 to various conservation organizations. This money has been spread across 15 different groups, including Meat Eater's Land Access Initiative, the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, National Wild Turkey Federation, the Western Bear Foundation, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, the Rough Grouse Society, National Deer Association, Howl.org, and more. This will be even funner to look at a year from now, because this is really the only game show. Where conservation always wins. Is funner a word, Spencer? More fun. It'll be more fun (laughs) again in a year. I'm also going to get funner in the dictionary.
5: Thanks,
1: senior editor. Uh, You know, the word doc (laughs) didn't correct me. Word doc didn't correct me when I put funner in here. Hey, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just asking if it is. That's fine. This is more Jeopardy than Wheel of Fortune. We don't have to worry about language. (laughs) Now we have some housekeeping way back. When we recorded the live show in Billings, Montana, I asked the players to place in order from biggest to smallest the populations of elk, mule deer, whitetails, and turkey in Montana. The correct answer was mule deer in first, whitetail in second, elk in third, and turkey in fourth. But I forgot to give the factoid afterwards, and a handful of people reached out to ask what their populations actually are. So here it is. As of 2021 in Montana, there are 293,000 muleys. 212,000 whitetails 136,000 elk and 120,000 turkeys now cal as our Montanan, does that sound right to you sounds right <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's why we got you here and with that we're on to meat eater trivia play the drop phil look i need to know what i stand to win everything how's that just
3: tend to win everything suckers.
1: Question one, and a reminder, all of these are going to be tied to guns. The topic is rifles, and this will be multiple choice. Finish this famous quote from outdoor writer Townsend Whalen: Only blank rifles are interesting. Is it dirty, fast, accurate, or American? Again, finish this quote from outdoor writer Townsend Wayland. Only blank rifles are interesting. Is it dirty, fast, accurate, or American? Did anybody know this off the top of their head, or is everybody just taking a guess? I
2: think I know it. Yes, I think I know it.
1: Brody thinks he knows the answer. Again, dirty, fast, accurate, or American? Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying American, Luke saying fast, Byron saying American, Brody saying accurate. Crin saying accurate, Corey saying fast, Sean saying dirty, Rick saying accurate, and uh, American. Adam saying American. The correct answer is accurate. Brody did know it. Jesus. Here's the full quote from Wayland's 1957 article in the American Rifleman magazine If a rifle and its cartridge are highly accurate, the shooter will take greater pride in the arm. He will shoot it more, his marksmanship will improve, he will get more game. He will win more matches. On the other hand, if the rifle is not accurate, the shooter gets nowhere with it. He does not develop into a good shot. He loses interest, and he soon disposes of it. Only accurate rifles are interesting. Do you boys uh, go by that saying at Weatherby? No, we just we try to make them all. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're all <laughs> accurate,
3: and American, dirty, and American, and we make them dirty. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so if there was an
1: E all the above, we'd have won. Question two, the topic is gear. What department store sold Ted Williams Edition firearms, which were named after the legendary baseball player and avid outdoorsman? One more time. What department store sold Ted Williams Edition firearms, which were named after the legendary baseball player and avid outdoorsman? Looking for a department store that sold Ted Williams Edition firearms. Brody, you're probably the oldest feller in this room. Do you know this one? <laughs> oh, dig. We'll see, Spencer. Okay, you little youngin'. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Montgomery Ward, Luke saying Abercrombie and Fitch, Byron <laughs> saying Woolworths, Brody saying Sears, Crin saying Woolworths, uh, Corey <laughs> saying Kmart, Sean saying Sears, Rick saying Sears and Adam saying oh. Sears. The correct answer is Sears. Oh, yeah. oh so close. The room Goddammit. did pretty well. When department stores ruled the world, it was commonplace for them to sell guns. Besides Sears, you could also purchase firearms at JCPenney, Kmart, True Value, Montgomery Ward, Western Auto, and more. Many of these forgotten firearms are now considered collector's items. If you want more on the history of these guns, read David McCar's article on TheMedia.com called An Ode to Department Store Guns.
2: Were, uh, were Weatherby's ever sold at a
1: department store? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think what was common for these was that, yeah. like, Kmart or Sears or J.C. JCPenney would sell a gun that was made by someone like Remington or Winchester or Weatherby, but they would put a different name on Sub it. Sub-brand. Yeah. Oh, really? oh. And for a while, the Ted Williams firearms, I think, were J.C. Higgins, and then they became Ted Williams. Do you guys own any of those? Anybody? You used to own a J.C. Higgins. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In what?
5: 16-gauge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was family firearm, but it got sold oh. years ago. There's a
3: lot of old timers though that talk about getting guns at Sears and department stores like, and they looked at it in the
1: catalog and drooled over it for years, right? Mm-hmm. Question three, the topic is conservation. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Dre Warden for sending this great question. Dre is going to get a hat signed by everyone in the room. If you want a chance to win our listener question of the week, send your question to trivia at meateater.com. What cartridge has killed the most Boone and Crockett animals? Again, what cartridge has killed the most Boone and Crockett animals? Boone and Crockett has some great record keeping. You can go in there and find uh, basically every cartridge used for the last 100 years on the critters that are in their books. Great question. It's down to,
3: it's it down is, to two for me.
1: Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, if you're the this type that question. has that
1: amount of time on your hands,
6: <laughs> <laughs> go go down the Boone and Crockett record books
1: online. That's right. Does everybody have an answer? Mm. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying thirty odd six, Luke saying thirty odd six, Byron saying thirty odd six, Brody saying thirty odd six, Kryn saying the three oh eight, Corey saying the seven mm, Sean saying thirty odd six, Rick saying thirty odd six, and Adam saying thirty odd six. Popular answer in the room, and that is correct. Oh, it is okay. the thirty odd six Springfield. Yeah. Did you get it, Byron? Yeah. I did awesome. The 30-on-6 is responsible for killing over 1,200 animals in the Boone and Crockett record books that's followed closely by the 7mm Mag and the 270 mm-hmm. Winchester, mm-hmm. which have both killed just over 1,000 Boone and Crockett animals. Yeah. Was that your other one, Adam? 270 yeah, was my second. Was yeah.
5: Yeah.
6: Guns don't kill things, Spencer. People kill things. <laughs> that's right. Go. Who was, you know, the uh,
3: old outdoor writer that loved the 270 win? Yeah, I yep. was wondering if that was going to Jack things. O'Connor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah i don't i think was it, he, he didn't like townsend will and i think those two did not no long. i'm pretty i'm no, pretty sure I there that. Was, yeah and well, i
6: thought o'connor's oh, deal was like he he like basically was the popularity of the 270 That's mm-hmm. like, boy, oh yeah it yeah in the mainstream yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah why didn't and they, uh, like he would other. often
2: write stories and uh, i'd be like eh, you know for i'm guessing 450 and then he like hits the sheep in the ass and, <sighs> and then you yeah. gotta track it down and kill it and my grandpa
3: what? often got in fights with him too because 270 wins yeah, 270 win was pretty slow for our family. so uh, yeah they got in heated <laughs> uh, heated debates, but he actually won the Weatherby award the second year in 1957. Oh. Connor
0: did so. But you guys still give away
3: you? the
1: Weatherby award?
3: Yeah, Weatherby Foundation International runs it, does some conservation, some different things so it's totally separate than us uh, and it's yeah it's still around started by my grandpa in 1956.
1: Love it. yeah that's cool. There's a stat for you. I like that. Question four, the topic is history. What was the last name of the two St. Louis brothers who developed a style of percussion cap rifle that became known as the Plains rifle? Again, what was the last name of the two St. Louis brothers who developed a style of percussion cap rifle that later became known as the Plains rifle? Looking for their last There's name. There's a lot of names out there. Thanks
3: for multiple choice on this one, Spence. Right, right. Good luck.
1: What was the last name? The two St. Louis brothers who developed a style of percussion cap rifle that later became known as the Plains Rifle.
6: If anybody's been to St. Louis, Pappy's barbecue, give those guys a shout out. They're they're hunters and anglers. Damn good barbecue. It's
5: a good use of your platform. Maybe it was them, Cal. <laughs> Rick, you had a quick answer. Do you know this one? I feel pretty confident. Uh, I, Yeah, pretty confident. But
1: I, I have a fear that the way you said the question, I, I may have... Looking for the yeah. last name of the brothers who developed the planes rifle.
4: My only memory of being in St. Louis was going to Planet Hollywood. Not a lot of hunters and anglers there, unfortunately. <laughs> Is that the only
6: place
1: you can find a Planet Hollywood? <laughs> I think these days, Yeah. <laughs> Brody, how you doing down there? You got an no, answer? No,
2: I know I'm not right, but that's all I got.
1: Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Henry, uh, Luke saying Dakota, Byron saying Winchester, Winchester, Townville. Brody <laughs> saying Browning. Corinne without an answer. Corey saying Henry, Sean saying Thompson, Rick saying Hawkins, Adam saying Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer was Hawkins. Rick got it oh, right. Well done. Well done. The National Firearms Museum called the Hawkins rifle the Mountain Man's inseparable companion because it was used by so many fur trappers. It featured a heavier, shorter barrel than the Pennsylvania long rifle and a larger 54 or 56 caliber bore.
6: You said Plains rifle in your question. Right, it was known as the Plains rifle. But the answer is the Mountain Man's best friend.
5: Like It's still known as the Plains Rifle. Yeah, but it's known as the Plains Rifle. Anybody. Don't... Anybody.
6: ah, Cow.
5: Who talks Mountain
6: Man? Like, if you would have said
5: Mountain Man in there, everybody would have written Hawkins. But the key is he said a (laughs) percussion firearm. So meaning it's using a percussion cap.
6: Uh, There you go. This is based Uh
5: off of Hollywood media. Cal, (laughs) you're being an average American that all you know about history is from the movies. Thank you, Rick,
1: and we're on to question five. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. welcome. The topic is media. This award-winning magazine, which was created in 2007, covers topics like shooting sports, art, music, conservation, gardening, cooking, and Southern tradition. What is it? This award-winning magazine, which was created in 2007, covers topics like shooting sports, art, music, conservation, gardening, cooking, and Southern tradition. What is it? Very confused as to why yeah. this is part of trivia, but... <laughs> I thought this was about guns today. No, we, we got plenty of guns questions. I take it you don't know this one, Cal. I know this one. You do? Yeah. A, are they, like, a new sponsor of your trivia show? No, the magazine covers shooting sports, as well as other things like art, music, conservation, gardening, cooking, and so This Southern is a good tradition. point
6: to add a reminder that if you have a trivia question <laughs> that you'd like to send, <laughs> in, <laughs>
1: send, <laughs> send
6: <laughs> one
3: that's better than
5: this. Looking for all the help we can get. <laughs> yeah. This is your bottom, yeah.
1: bottom like, baseline. What is Southern tradition, Cal? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> 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 Again, looking for what the magazine is. Does everybody have an answer?
5: Whose question is this, Spencer?
1: This is my question. <laughs> Ooh, Spencer. I like it. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying, Garden and Gun. Luke without an answer. Byron without saying, The Bear Hunting Magazine. Nice. I like that. Brody saying, Garden and Gun. Corinne saying, Southern Living. Corey saying, Sportsman's field. Sean without an answer. Rick saying, Country Living. And Adam saying, "Spencer Daily News." <laughs> the correct answer is Garden and Gun. It literally has "gun" in the title. After what? all that complaining, Cal, well, yeah, you, you got it right. What do you think is wrong with you that one? It right away. Now, if you didn't get that right, it's probably because of where you live. That's because 56 percent of the magazine's subscribers live in the southeast, which is mostly where the magazine focuses its attention. Hmm. You still, you still don't like that question, Brody? No, not really. The magazine literally has "gun" in the title. Yeah, it's a great Yeah. Maybe here in Bozeman you guys read that, but down in Wyoming we don't really read that. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are further south than us even. (laughs) Phil, we're halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. Uh, We
4: are. The only person yet to be uh, represented on the board is Corey Calkins with zero points. Tied for third place with one point apiece, we have Byron, Corinne, and Luke. Tied for second place with two points apiece, we have Adam Weatherby, Cal, and Sean. And tied for first place with four points are Brody Henderson and Rick Hutton.
1: Four points. Rick's a player. (laughs) That's why we
0: got him here. Man, between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it's never-ending. I'm talking about the, the the subscriptions, the monthly dings on your credit card. Well, thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app. It goes in and finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. Meaning, you know, like, let's say there's, like, a show that comes out, and you want to watch it, and you wind up doing, like, this free trial and you forget about it, and then two years later you realize you're paying those hosers 12 bucks a month for something you don't use. It finds that stuff, cancels it, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings instead. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year. When using all of the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/slash meat eater. That's rocketmoney.com/slash meat eater. Again, rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. Spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside. Planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing. Taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do for your family this spring? You can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a thousand times. I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, we got serious about life insurance. And, man, I felt so much better after we did. With policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. The single most valuable tool I have for chasing turkeys next to my scattergun is the Onyx Hunt app. If I'm hunting turkeys, I'm using OnX. If I'm not hunting turkeys, I'm using Onyx. I'm always using OnX. I live by that stuff. I can't tell you the number of birds this app has put me on by allowing me to easily find new areas to hunt. It's invaluable. I use it all the time even properties I know super well. And I'm at my buddy Bubbly Doug's house. I'm using Onyx, and I've hunted this place a million times. With their compass mode, I can pinpoint exactly on the map where a gobble rang out from and then figure out the perfect spot to set up. Meaning, if I'm sitting there, let's say I'm at Bubbly Doug's and I'm in the navel, and I hear pow, I'll like instinctively pull up bubbly doug's place on on x and i'll look at the topography and i'll be like oh that sucker must be over in that little opening over there waypoints also and the ability to share them okay comes in handy every spring whether that's revisiting old waypoints where i've been on birds before or sharing them to buddies to help put them on birds. This app will help you find more turkeys. On X Hunt has a special offer for you, too. Use code Eater to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com slash hunt this turkey season. Question six, the topic is calibers. This word describes a person
1: who makes custom cartridges that haven't been adopted by major manufacturers. It also happens to be what you call a prospector who looks for oil In a new place. Again, this word describes a person who makes custom cartridges that haven't been adopted by major manufacturers. It also happens to be what you call a prospector who looks for oil in a new place. Some quick answers in the room. Some no answers in the room so far. I can
2: can see some problems with this one. Uh oh.
6: Well, our our main debater is not in the room. I know. (laughs) I know.
1: I don't see a problem with it. There you go. Well, I'll explain
2: explain later.
1: Does everybody have an answer (laughs) who's going to come up with one? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Wildcatter. Luke saying Wildcatter. Byron saying Wildcatter. Brody saying Wildcatter. Corinne saying Surveyor. Corey without an answer. Sean saying Wildcatter. Rick saying Wildcatter. And Adam saying Wildcatter. (laughs) Upside down. The Correct now, answer is Wildcatter. If
2: Rick wasn't such a nice guy, I would point out that he actually has two answers on his board, and if, one of them is not correct. If somebody would have
1: said Wildcat, I would give. Yeah, it that's saying. not
2: a person. Wildcatter did you, is a person. Do you see what
1: I wrote? I wrote Wildcat. I like the way Corey you did it, that's One answer. <laughs> yes. Oh,
6: we're gonna oh. give it to Rick.
3: Maybe we could dock him half
6: a point. As hey, per really comes down to what
1: Spencer accepts. That's right. One of history's <laughs> most successful Wildcatter was Roy Weatherby. Weatherby's first wildcat round was the Weatherby Rocket in 1943, followed by arguably his most famous wildcat round, the 257 Weatherby Magnum. If you want more on how wildcatters changed hunting, then read Jordan Siller's article in the Meteor.com called The History of Wildcatting in America. You like that question, Adam? That was very easy. I'm Good. here today be- because of that word. Right. <laughs> what but, uh, what yeah. other wildcat rounds do you guys sell? Well, they're not, they're once, it, be once we make anymore. it, it's not really wildcat right. anymore, you That's know right. what I
3: mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, even all our cartridges, we goof around with it and experiment, and then once we put it in production, it's not really a wildcat anymore. When's the last time you guys kicked out a wildcat round? Well, it's 6, 5 RPM, and then now the, the new one might talk about at the end of the show. I like it. Yeah, it's actually a true wildcat because we haven't launched it yet. Oh. Ooh. We got ooh, a nice. wildcat in the room,
1: Spencer. Nice. <laughs> what, do you,
5: what do you call it after it's in production, like a tame cat?
1: House cat, domestic cat, fluffy. Question seven: The topic is handguns. If you're adjusting dovetailed iron sights on a handgun, and you move the front sight to the right, in which direction will the point of impact shift? Again, if you're adjusting adjusting dovetailed iron sights on a handgun, and you move the front sight to the right, in which direction? Will the point of impact shift? You're moving the front sight to the right. In which direction will the point of impact shift? A very quick answer from Rick, who is sitting in the first place right now, along with Brody.
2: Got a 50 50 chance here. <laughs> Could be a trick. Could question. be Southwest.
6: That's right. Brody, you just gave everyone a huge hint.
5: <laughs>
6: You've seen how many blank boards we've
1: had in the room. Oh, oh no. no. I thought that there
5: were maybe more
1: than two options. Ooh. Maybe Brody doesn't know what he's talking about. Maybe not. True. I'm not a oh, handgun uh, expert, that's for sure. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying left, Luke saying left, Byron saying left, Brody saying left, Corinne saying God, down. You guys derailed <laughs> my video. <head. laughs> Corey saying left, Sean saying right, Rick saying left, and Adam saying right. The correct answer is left. Spencer, you What'd have you have, the Rick? You left. See, see oh, yeah. yeah. Brady's getting stressed. I'm putting pressure on you. I can tell. <laughs> the front sight moves in the opposite direction of the point of impact, while the rear sight moves in the same direction. So, if your gun is shooting to the right of target, then you want to move your front sight to the right or your rear sight to the left.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, do people really move their front sight around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah?
5: Depending depending on the,
1: the
2: handgun, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you... Uh...
6: If you're real fancy, you have this little vice that sits on there and then a screw, and then the screw gently pushes it. It's not the way I do it, but mm-hmm. if you owned one of those things, I would yeah. bang way you do on it. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. more like a, a brass punch kind of guy, Cal. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Gives it a
6: hard bite with his molars.
1: Mm-hmm. Question eight We will get a scoreboard update from Phil. After this, this next great question comes to us via Lance Beckman. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at eater.com. What was the nickname given to Nash Buckingham's legendary double-barrel shotgun that makes a deep, bellowing sound when fired? I might be the only one in here that gets this. Yeah. What was the nickname given oh, to Nash... not. <laughs> <laughs> what was the nickname given... To Nash Buckingham's legendary double barrel shotgun that makes a deep bellowing sound when
0: fired. Bonus points for knowing model, make, all that? No. (laughs) Dang.
6: (laughs) It's good. It's got a big question mark around legendary, doesn't it? Like, yeah. if most of the room doesn't know it. Oh, no, it's legendary. It's not legendary. much
4: of a legend? On, it's legendary. Okay, two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we have y- one, yeah. one real excited uh. kid in the room. <laughs> one more time, what was the nickname given to Nash Buckingham's legendary double-barrel shotgun that makes a deep, bellowing sound when fired?
2: Come on, Byron, write something
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> it's his first time. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Betsy. Luke saying Boomer. Byron saying Elephant Gun. Brody saying Blunderbuss. Corinne saying The Kaboom with an exclamation point. Corey saying Double Buckman. Sean saying Bo Whoop. Rick saying Thundercan, And Adam without an answer. Sean got it right. The correct answer is Bo Whoop. I was going to say Blunderbuss. Yeah,
4: that's what I was gonna go with. Bo Wu. That's what's. I'm with yeah,
2: Cal. Not, not much I, of a I, legend. I did it. No, so <laughs> here's, <yeah>. here's why <laughs> well, it is legendary. It's like saying, but as long as Brody did this store. kid in my neighborhood was a legend
1: oh yeah oh no no, <laughs> no, 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 whoop. no, no. <laughs> the fabled 12 gauge was an he grade super fox that buckingham lost while duck hunting in arkansas in 1948 but it mysteriously showed up again in georgia 15 years later the bow whoop was auctioned off in 2010 for just over $200,000, which made it the third most expensive shotgun in the world at the time so i would say it's legendary the third how do you most it? expensive shotgun well, I, in the world. I don't
2: understand. Like, was it somehow louder than other 12-gauge shotguns?
1: Uh, it, it, They said it made a deep, bellowing sound. Do you know any more about it, Sean? No, I mean, I just know that he, he wrote about it all the time, right? Yeah, That's, it was like his famous shotgun, yeah. and when he lost it, uh, a game warden was actually checking him, and the game warden called some buddies, and they were like, hey, we're going to get to see the bow whoop. And then after he showed them the bow whoop, after Buckingham showed them the bow whoop, he drove away with his uh, with it on his tailgate yep. and never saw it again. Uh-huh. Yeah. He should have taken better care of his guns.
3: Hey, do you think Sean could make the bewoop deep bellowing sound for us, since he's the
2: only one that got it right? Give it, give it, give it, a, give it a try. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I only ever read it in text. But Sean, you're an expert.
3: No, I, I'd like to hear it. Yeah. Anybody he was else? right, though.
1: He's the only one who knew, so we should hear it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Zero chance.
3: It
4: legendary.
1: Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. Sure
4: thing. We have Corey and Corinne with one point. Luke, Byron, and Adam have three points apiece, and the four players left in the game are Sean and Cal with four
1: points and Rick and Brody with six. Wow. Question nine, the topic is cinema. This 1992 movie, which features Daniel Day-Lewis playing Nathaniel Poe, destroyed hundreds of real flintlocks during the film's production. What is it? Oh, Lord. This 1992 movie, which features Daniel Day Lewis playing Nathaniel Poe, destroyed hundreds of real flintlocks during the film's production. What is it? Phil, the engineer, would have you known this answer? Yes. Okay. It's the only one I would have known. <laughs> <laughs> the Pennsylvania flintlock guy over
2: here had a pretty quick answer. Mm, yeah. It's an American classic. What year like were you Cal
5: born, said. Rick?
1: Hmm? What year were you born? Uh 1990. Oh, okay. So. Again, this 1992 movie, which features Daniel Day-Lewis playing Nathaniel Poe, destroyed hundreds of real flintlocks during the film's production. Now we have Luke and Adam uh, sharing glances across the table here. I I assume, Luke, you know it, and Adam, you don't? Is that what's going on here? I think it's my favorite movie ever. Whoa. Pretty big hint, if you know Luke well. Steve would
2: have some things to say about that (laughs) being your favorite movie. Mm -hmm. Does everybody have an (laughs) answer? I'll get to that.
1: (laughs) Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying last of the Mohicans, last of the Mohicans, last of the Mohicans, last of the Mohicans, Mohicans. Corinne without an answer, Corey without an answer, Sean without an answer, Rick saying last of the Mohicans, and Adam without an answer. That is correct. The last of the Mohicans.
2: I know, I, I'm pretty sure Steve would be griping about that movie right now because they uh, they have a red deer in it mm-hmm. instead of mm. an elk. Yeah, mm. at the beginning. Yeah.
1: David yeah. McCarr wrote about this movie and its guns in an article on TheMedia.com called The Most Memorable Flintlocks for Movies. Here is one of McCarr's quotes about The Last of the Mohicans. The hunting scenes with Daniel Day Lewis running full speed through the forest while tracking a deer are absolutely ludicrous, but the dude sure does make flintlocks look cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, to your point, Brody, uh, the hunting scenes suck, but mm-hmm. they make the guns look cool. No, it was a great movie. The book, like, the book is,
6: I would say, five times more brutal oh, than yeah. the movie. The really? book is, like, vicious, yeah. nasty.
1: And, but isn't it bo- based on uh, Nettie Bumpo? No, it's based on the last of the Mohicans. Well, I thought Daniel Day Lewis's <laughs> character though is based on Natty Bumpo.
6: No, he's Mohawk in the. Or I'm sorry, he's uh, what is it? The long Caribbean? Natty Bumpo is might have been a different Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye in the
1: book. Yeah, we're getting updated. Um, yeah, Hawkeye's Hawkeye's Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Supposedly Daniel
2: Day Lewis, you know, he's a method actor. Uh-huh. Supposedly he hunted for his food to.
1: Oh, on foot, running through the forest. I imagine. You know. <laughs> Is Phil, it, we're on our last question. Is Hawkeye Chingach Cook's son in the yes. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wes Studi is the
6: dude who plays Magua. Yeah. And uh, Snort and I were having a beer over in Livingston uh, last summer. <laughs> and. Uh, was he hanging around? And he was hanging around, cool. and Snort barked at him. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. And I said, hey.
1: You think you're recognize- She's
6: just a puppy. <laughs> I,
1: I like your work. <laughs> 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 and, he, and, he, and he seemed to be just fine with that, headed down the street. Phil, we're on question 10. Give us a scoreboard update.
4: Well, it's uh, down to Rick and Brody, who have seven points apiece. Wow. That's it? I mean, would you like everybody? No, that's good. Okay. Rick and Brody. <laughs> Everybody's got play, though. each.
1: Question 10. The topic is bears. This last great question comes to us via our very own Jordan Sillers. Now, Jordan writes all of our best gun content on mediator.com So, if you like this episode of Trivia, then you should go read his articles on our website. Here's the Question. Name one of the three most used handgun cartridges in bear defense incidents. This is according to a 2020 Ammo Land Survey of 93 human bear encounters. Again, name one of the three most used handgun cartridges in bear defense incidents. Rick, this is your opportunity for your first win. How do you feel about this answer? You think you got it? I feel pretty confident, um, yeah.
5: but you never know. Depends on how many years span, like how far you're going back with mm-hmm. this. That could throw
1: a little caveat mm. into is there it. Is there a bonus if you get all three? No. Yeah. and if These you are write... like
2: human-bear interactions where a, a
1: handgun was used. This, this is according to a 2020 AmmoLand survey of 93 human-bear encounters. Mm. Okay, So this is... A conflict
6: situation, not a hunting
1: situation. Yeah, correct. Correct. I yes. Okay, clarification yes. on that. Okay. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying the 9mm. Luke saying 44 meg. Byron saying 10mm. Brody saying 44 meg. Kryn saying 10mm. Corey saying the 44 meg. Sean saying the 44. Rick saying the 10mm. And Adam saying the 44. The three most used cartridges are the 44 Magnum, 357 Magnum and 45 ACP, oh. which gives Bro correct record. And you the
5: win. No, I got, I put 10 mil down. Oh, that was my second. Yeah, I, huh, I should have put 44 Mag. That was like my second. Oh, I would think, man.
2: Rick, I thought that was just a, t- just a softball. I think the 40 45 mil. would
6: be the most popular because it's everywhere.
5: Well, I, mean, I feel like
6: every jackass owns a nine millimeter. So that's why I was like, True. But you look and at like. <laughs> that's the
5: most common. But they don't pistols. live to tell about it. As I say, the guys oh, with a nine. If you look but at the I was most. Like, this
6: is a conflict situation, which I feel like a lot of people who know their arse from a mm-hmm. hole in the ground in Bear Country don't get in conflict situations.
5: <laughs> True. Okay. You're really deep thinking. I just, I'm going yes. off of all of our hands. I'll hand tell you, if
6: you don't, don't want to win himself. at Spencer's Trivia. Think more about the quest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now the 44 mag is overwhelmingly the <laughs> leader in the clubhouse. It was used in 28 of the 93 incidents. That's followed by the 357 magnum, 45 ACP, and then after that, I think you had the 9 millimeter. And actually, I think the 22 long rifle was in fifth place. Wow.
5: Mm, that's very effective. Oh, no.
1: Brody, you were on a heater that I don't think we've ever witnessed before in media <laughs> trivia. So what happens next? You get to choose where the $500 donation goes. So what's it going to be?
2: Uh, let's do the public land and water access group. What the hell is that? They advocate for access to public lands and waters. Mm-hmm. Cal, <laughs> they you know also really
6: handle a ton. It was started by a bunch of old pot-bellied uh, fly fisherman lawyers uh, who were s- tired of rolling up to bridges and public right-of-ways and seeing no trespassing signs. Mm. Um, uh, you know folks trying to passively fight our access to uh, the uh, waters and streams of Montana. And they are currently working on a bunch of access issues with, you know, what we're seeing a lot of like new landowners rolling in and trying to shut down pre-existing easements to public land.
1: So this is a Montana group, a Western group, nationwide group. What is it?
6: It is now officially uh, based in Bozeman. Drury Haynes is their um, director, CEO. I'm not sure exactly how it's structured. And do
3: they identify themselves as pot too, or do you just identify <laughs> them a as This is the new that? generation. Okay, so they're <laughs> yeah. not pot
2: now.
6: You know, I I, I think um, there's some more youth coming into the organization.
2: I just gave it to them because I got a hat from them that I really like. I yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One more time, yeah. Brody. What are they called? Public Land and Water Access. Association. Association. Association.
1: Yeah. A great victory by you. Now, Adam or Luke, before we get out of here, you guys have anything new and exciting you can talk about that's happening at Weatherby right now? Maybe that Wildcat cartridge you were teasing earlier.
3: Yeah, we just launched, what is it, Luke, our 16th? Since yeah. my grandpa in the early 40s uh, came out with uh, stuff, it's our 16th Weatherby. Uh, cartridge we came out the 6.5 rpm a couple guys in here have been shooting that right and uh yeah that's great brody you got it. it yeah yeah so we're we neck that up to a 338 and we have a 338 rpm when in our backcountry or backcountry carbon is a a five pound rifle that you can pack a you know 185 to, to 250 grain bullet so for like a backcountry elk or bear type of situation it's awesome i've used it on moose Elk bear just was in Africa with a shot a kudu. So I mean it it works on large game, but still packs a punch. So it's kind of kind of our fun newest uh, little thing. So it's actually this will be the first time I'm publicly talking about Ooh. it. So it it actually hasn't released yet. Luke and I were debating on the
1: way here. Yeah, if we're I'm not to gonna publicly fully release it until August. Okay. Yes. Special inside information on so, Trivia. And one more time, yeah. what's the the new cartridge the called? The
3: 338 then? Weatherby RPM and RPM stands for rebated precision magnum. Which describes the cartridge. And we had the 6.5 previously that does that. And it fits in our small action. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun round. We've been having a good time with it. So, like it. Yeah, yeah so Exciting that's,
4: that's in
6: our Mark V family. And uh, we also have a new uh, Vanguard Cipher edition. So it's a, a Vanguard that's dipped in First Light Cipher coated, uh, spiral fluted barrel and comes with a brake and you can find more about that on uh, galleryofguns.com. You just call it a sexy gun. It looks nice. Yeah. Uh, why would you go... six 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 and a half RPM is, uh-huh. is sweet. Uh, I, I'll tell you that I'd do like gravitate towards a a heavier projectile? Is that all you're trying to do is, is capture folks who want a heavier bullet or what, at what point would you put down the, the six and a half RPM and and go with this new one?
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, for some of the larger game in North America, I think, I mean, I've shot a, I've shot a black bear for instance with six, five RPM. Um, but yeah, I think in, in some of the larger game, uh, or maybe tougher hides, different things where you'd want a larger, either if the person has an interest for it or for whatever reason you want to, you know, have, have a heavier bullet, a little bit more energy, the 338 is going to appeal to that. So there are guys who like a heavier bullet like you. And so that way you could, with that pair, we kind of split it where instead of going right up from six and a half, going to a seven or a 30, we went all the way to the 338. So really between those two, like you can kind of take anything. Um, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. But a, a lot of Alaskan stuff makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Exciting yeah. stuff. Luke and Adam, thank you guys for playing. I hope you had fun. Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins.
0: Hey, I'm excited to share our newest sponsor here on the Meat Eater Podcast, which is Poncho Outdoors. The reason I'm excited is I buy their shirts anyways. Dude, they make some good shirts. And they even have an option where if you're like a skinny dude, you can click like the skinny dude thing. It's great. Based in Austin, Texas, Poncho is committed to crafting the world's best outdoor shirts for men. Poncho is only sold on their own website. So head over to ponchooutdoors.com, use code MEATEATER for a free hat or t-shirt. With any purchase of a shirt, Poncho offers free shipping and returns so you can try them out risk free. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.